She's on top. Erotic stories of female dominance and male submission. Edited by Rachel Kramer Bussell. Introduction. The Perfect Power Trip. The image of a strong, powerful woman hovering over a cowering man is enough to stop us in our tracks. Turning the tables on traditional gender roles, women who seize control over their adoring male subjects claim a power that threatens to knock us all down a notch. When a woman gets on top, whether literally or figuratively, she exudes an alluring confidence, an Amazonian stature that can make even the fiercest of men long to submit. Getting a man to willingly cede control and offer his body up to her becomes her goal, and she'll do anything to get it. He, by contrast, is grateful for the chance to shed some of the macho mask that he wears day in and day out, to snivel and quake and proffer himself to her, whether to earn her praise and a pat on the head, or a powerful spanking, or a heavenly beating. He wants her to tie him up shove her breasts in his face, and tease his cock until he's ready to explode. He longs to kneel at her feet, lick her boots, and worship her in every sense of the word. But he keeps quiet. She will decide when and how she wants to have her way with him. I know from my own experiences that male submission can be a beautiful thing. It can suffice the woman in charge with the kind of power that she can only experience with this ritualistic dynamic, power freely given all to her. It's extra valuable because, in their daily lives, these women may not have all that much actual power, but can play with it and feel the thrill of overtaking a man in such an all-consuming way. The women of She's on Top don't take their power trips lightly. They know exactly what they're doing, taking the gift of their male followers and turning it into something overwhelmingly erotic. Whether it's the temp who puts her boss in his place in Donna George Story's suit and tie, or the firm hand employed by Deborah Hyde's protagonist, there's a wink-wink quality to their naughty play. In Mina Rose's Waiting for Me, the vision of the protagonist's docile husband clamoring to be punished is enough to get her through the day. Kate Dominic summons up her character's regal poise as she sits in the queening chair and gets serviced by three men while her husband listens in. The way these authors describe their character's dominance demonstrates the many reasons that women enter into such relationships. Sometimes they don't even realize how much pleasure they derive from their position, perhaps having been conditioned to think that dominance doesn't belong in their most intimate encounters. What Saskia Walker calls the inner vixen can feel like a calling, a special pleasure these women are predestined to enjoy once they get around to figuring out their true desire. Christina Wright's professional dominatrix meets her match in a man who bears his body to give her the high that she can only get from topping, one she thought she'd left at the dungeon, but that has become a part of her very soul. In Teresa Noel Roberts' bittersweet mark of ownership, a cutting is a symbolic and deeply felt ritual between two lovers about to part, one in which each derives so much more than an erotic thrill. Their entire dynamic feeds off of her control over him, which she exerts in the final gift of mercy by setting him free. 
pushing men right up to and sometimes beyond their limits, testing and tormenting them, having the satisfaction of knowing what they want before even they do, are all the tasks of a good dom. For Caroline, the mistress in N.T. Morley's room 2201, this means directing a bisexual encounter that's as much for her pleasure as for her virginal male subs. And in Lisa Betseriai's Shades of Red, a young visitor to Amsterdam makes good use of the city's red light district to test out her whip hand and see just how brave she is when it comes to realizing her kinky fantasy. Another role of a good top is to be prepared setting the stage for a scene that they're both desperate to play out, even though both players may know it's a game. The wife, in Andrea Dale's Working Late, doesn't want her husband to get fired, but if he thinks he might be breaking the rules, it adds a rush to his on-demand office wanking.